What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Three minutes after 10 o'clock. This is Mornings with Ian Smith. Normally I wait for the, the lovely musical bed introducing a, a motorsport uh, segment uh, that comes in. Um, uh, have we got that today? I, no, I have no idea where it is. Sorry, McCarty. Uh, no, no, I, no, that's all right, mate. That's all right. We can forgive it. Um, you may have ruined the spectacle, though. As a result, you're going to have to wear that for the rest of your life. You okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Brilliant. Excellent. Uh, that's Joe, by the way. Jokes by Joe is with us. Uh, Louis Herman Watts with me. Uh, we take you through to 12. Coming up after 11, Sydney Morning Herald's Christy Doran, you might remember, broke the story a number of weeks ago saying Eddie Jones... Uh, has interviewed for the uh, the Japanese rugby job, uh, despite holding a long-term contract with Australian rugby. Well, guess what? And despite Eddie's denials and Christina's editors saying, no, we stand by the story 100%, Eddie Jones has miraculously resigned from Australian rugby. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Sorry, uh, tenure that has been. Can he ever show his face back in Australian rugby circles? I would have my doubts, but maybe uh, someone with an Australian perspective can uh, Add a little bit more credibility. Looking forward to catching up with him after 11 o'clock. But uh, right now, get your engine running, your motor running, something like that. It is time to talk motorsport, and we do it with the god of motorsport. It is Mr. Greg Murphy. Good morning, Murph. Jeez, mate. You, you're getting more extreme in the intro every week. It's, it's over the top, that one. Seriously. <laughs> I just need a musical bed. I wanted a musical bed. And God yeah, goes it. with G. Yeah, so I'll part yeah. that one. I won't get the God in there next time. The guru Copy I think that. you're comfortable enough with. Oh, yeah, no, we'll stick no, with that. Still not. No, still, no, still not. not. <laughs> Let's start Very uncomfortable. Greg Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Thank Murphy you. joins the show. There we go. Greg Murphy. Yeah. Uh, Murph, yeah. Highlands Enduro is finally here this weekend. Uh, you oh. like a kid before Christmas? On, on race week, or has that sort of dulled throughout the years and many years of you racing? No, uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at it a little bit differently um, because I've been uh, with uh, working with a, a, a big team, a great team of people to actually try and make this event happen. So I've been on the event side of, uh, of this one this time around, not just turning up um, and uh, and looking at everything that's been done and just going, what a wonderful job! And um, and uh, and thank you to everybody that's put it put it all together. It's now I've gone through the the pain and the suffering of actually having to understand the intricacies of of uh, organising an event, as I say, with a group of other people. So it's been a, a massive undertaking. It's a it's a huge huge weekend uh, down there at Cromwell for the Highland Six Hour and uh, yeah there's, there's been lots of learnings and um, a huge amount of effort gone in behind the scenes to actually allow it to even happen so um, yeah I'm seeing it from a different perspective Give, give us a reminder of who is racing um, and what you're all racing in yeah, so uh, the, the Highland Six Hour is based around a, a, a sort of GT program uh, or format um, and um, uh, categories. So we've got uh, GT3 cars uh, going there. So the you know, Audis, Mercedes, and and um, all these other fandangled flash flash expensive race cars, um, GT4 cars um, as well. So it's a, a, a based more on a production car with some hotted up parts, and then a whole bunch of um, uh, Porsche Cup cars, so brand new 992 GT3 Cup cars and, and some uh, 
one versions of the same same type of vehicle. So some pretty uh, expensive and um, awesome machinery that we're, we're going to be competing for the six hour, different classes, of course. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen is probably the the uh, highlight attendee um, as far as drivers go. He's driving actually a BT62 Brabham that is owned by the, the Carters. Um, that is a, a, an open class car, um, quite a wild, wild machine. Um, it's the only racing version I think down in this part of the world, and uh, he's so he's coming over to to race that with Dwayne Carter this weekend. So that's a, a, a pretty amazing draw. We've got three cars from Australia um, and uh, a bunch of Aussie drivers coming over for that. Um, probably not anyone uh, that uh, the uh, fans might be too familiar with as far as drivers go. But um, we've yeah, three Aussie GT3 cars that are coming over. Johnny Reed is running. He's uh, defending again uh, national uh, endurance champion alongside Sam Fillmore. Um, so there's there's some you know there's some amazing vehicles and some uh, high quality uh, teams and drivers that are going to be a part of it. So we're, we're really excited about it. And I think maybe one of the big draw cards is if you buy a ticket and come along uh, over the weekend on Sunday. Um, before the the big race, before the six-hour race, we will be drawing out a name, a winner of the uh, uh, Hampton Downs uh, ride ride car Lamborghini Huracan. So we're giving away a Lamborghini Huracan to one lucky winner who's there on the day who's bought a ticket. So, I mean, if there's no other reason to get along, that's certainly got to be good enough uh, to be there to potentially win yourself a Lamborghini Huracan. I reckon the odds on that one are going to be much, 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 much better than winning Lotto. So, um, yeah, mm. that's a good enough reason. Oh, and then you, Lambo, like the sound of that. Look, there is a rumour going around that Louis Herman Watt has bought a Lamborghini uh, cover, like a sheet that you, you you protect your Lamborghini on, and he's already got the boxes <laughs> underneath it, a bit like that, uh, you know, that uh, episode. No, no, no. He's got cardboards underneath. He's got the jacket ready to no. rock. Lambo no. has... Any truth no, to that, I, Louis? No, no. I had I had the boat cover for the stabie we were going to win, and we didn't win it, so it's left over. So it might it might not fit properly, but um, yeah, yeah. Sadly, oh, well, make a trip down there, mate. Oh. Make a trip down there. And, you know, listen, it's a, it's a cheap investment to get near here and buy a ticket to the the Highland Six Hour <laughs> oh, bargain. The weekend. It's a cheap investment for the potential outcome, which is a Lamborghini in your garage. Or if you don't have a garage, park it on the street. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get yeah, to... If it's free, the push- if it's yeah, free yeah. you don't have to worry about parking it on the street. You know, if it's a free, free Lamborghini, you know? Exactly, mate. So, come on, Louis, get amongst it. I, I uh, smell a prospective insurance job. Yeah, Gold Coast 500, right? Let's talk about some racing. Um, and I think for the first time in 146 races, dating back to the 2018 season finale in Newcastle, David Reynolds stood top of the Supercars podium. And boy, what a race, Greg. Um, it was over the 500, but what was it, 0.01 in it or something stupid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a very, very small margin. Um, Dave's a, Dave is a, a, a awesome competitor. He's a, he's a great guy. He's very quirky. Um, he's great to be a uh, great person to have in the championship, and and he's the kind of guy that we need at the front of the field, um, competing for uh, podiums and for victories. Um, it was well deserved, um, even though there was a little bit of controversy towards the end of the race. Um, he had uh, saved up his uh, curb strike, so curb strikes was a, 
a big, big uh, topic over the weekend at the Gold Coast Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500 um, and uh, has always been ever since we've had that race there for supercars. And the curb stroke thing is all related to jumping over curbs and taking up too much track. It's basically track limits kind of thing that we've dealt with with uh, Formula One and, and other categories over the years. Um, and he uh, sort of uh, had uh, saved up his um, his curb strikes and used them at the end of the event and actually ran through the chicane, the first chicane on the front straight on the beginning of the last lap, which basically basically took away Brody Kostecki's chance of, of having a dip at trying to uh, win that race. So a little bit of controversy around it, but at the end of the day, still um, the uh, Penrite Racing team and Dave Reynolds did a uh, superb bit of um, strategic work, and Dave drove very well to to actually be able to get that uh, race win. So it was it was great to see him do that, and he got up on the podium something completely stupid with a fire extinguisher, which um, sort of fits very well with uh, his persona. So um, yeah, it was uh, it was entertaining, very entertaining race, and so was Saturday. Cam Waters actually getting a win too, which was very emotional for the Tickford team, um, and that had been a hard fought one throughout the year. And there's, there's been lots of conversation and. Uh, things around parity uh, for the Ford Mustang over all this year, actually, the entirety of this year. So uh, Ford comes away with two race wins, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, um, and uh, and that uh, would keep the the Blue Oval a little bit, make them a little bit happier than what they've been of late, and certainly those two teams as well getting some wins. Um, they've been few and far between uh, for for those op organisations as well in 2023. So they're uh, they're very happy. What was the storylines as far as the Kiwis over the weekend? Uh, well, uh, pretty good. I mean, Shane Van Gisbergen was, was on form, um, as you'd expect, for most of the weekend. Sunday, he was a little bit off. I wonder if his car um, lost a bit of pace on, on Sunday. They, maybe they fiddled with it a little bit too much on Saturday. Just didn't quite have the speed as what he showed on, on, on Saturday. He uh, got a curb strike during the, the top 10 shootout on Saturday and started sort of out, uh, at the back of the top 10 but drove his way through, as he does, to finish a very close second to Cam Waters, putting Cam Waters under a lot of pressure towards the end of that race. So he was uh, he was reasonably strong. Matty Payne had a, a, a strong weekend, uh, finished fourth on Sunday, um, drove brilliantly uh, all weekend at a track he'd never driven at before. Um, so first time there in a, in a supercar, first time at the track uh, um, in, in anything, and um, qualified inside the 10 for both, um, started uh, on the... Uh, on the front row for the first race and second row for the second race. So uh, uh, epic bit of driving for uh, for Matty Payne in the shootouts and um, came home with a fourth on on Sunday and a top ten on um, on Saturday. So uh, it was a it was a really great performance by him and he's really maturing and coming on the Grove team or Penrite Racing that he drives for that he and Richie Stanaway will be driving for in 2024 um, are really starting to um, get their uh, their mojo together and um, showing that they're they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the future. So there's some really good storylines there. Uh, Andre Heimgartner didn't really shine at all on the weekend, unfortunately. Didn't really sort of see too much of him. Um, can't actually remember his results in the end, but um, sort of not in the limelight that uh, we would hope him to be in. So um, all in all, the, the championship is back to 131 points going into the final round at uh, Adelaide in a few weeks' time. Oh, it's actually four weeks' time, I think it is. Um, so 131 points difference between Brody Kostecki leading and Shane Van Gisbergen in second. So it is going to go down to the wire at Adelaide. So expecting something pretty epic um, on the streets of Adelaide in a few weeks. Yeah, that's what you want.
That's what you want. Yep, uh, it is. If Jeopardy heading 100%. into that uh, final weekend in Adelaide's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, Formula yep. One were in Mexico, weren't they? And that guy Verstappen wins again. He goes all right. Yeah, he goes all right, doesn't he? Um, yeah, the, he sort of got that one sorted. He wasn't on, on pole position, actually. The two Ferraris were quicker than him in qualifying, which was probably a little bit of a surprise, um, but uh, it was short-lived. Uh, down, Run down to the first corner, uh, Max got ahead of everybody uh, while his teammate um, took himself out. So uh, Chico uh, Perez, um, the hero of Mexico for the event, lasted all of about four or 500 metres and his day was done, um, which may be uh, putting another nail in his coffin as a full-time Red Bull driver, potentially, down the line. But Max was, um, yeah, just in a, a league of his own. The Ferraris couldn't get it done at the start and therefore any opportunity of um, sort of trying to... Um, uh, get a different outcome was done and dusted at that moment. So, yeah, it, it, it's sort of interesting race. They had a red flag uh, at the Mexico Grand Prix. There was a bit of a crash. Well, a big, serious... Well, it wasn't actually as serious as it looked at the time, but Max... Uh, sorry, uh, Kevin Magnussen had a suspension failure and ended up in the fence, and so they needed to red flag that race. And they started again off the off the grid, um, which is an unusual restart procedure, but uh, that's what Formula One does these days. Um, but that didn't um, sort of hold Max back, and he disappeared into the distance and won comfortably from from Lewis, who is closing in in second place in that championship on um, on Sergio Perez big time. Uh, let's get to the AlphaTauri desk. I see Daniel Ricciardo was yeah. an absolute heater in qualification, yep. wasn't he? Uh, yep. But you know, slid down as the race went on, but a really good result for him. Yeah, not far back. I mean, it was a, the, the AlphaTauri looks to be making some progress um, as far as a, a competitive package. And um, uh, those points that he got, in the, and unfortunately, Sonoda uh, uh, was on for some points too, which was which was going to help AlphaTauri big time. Um, but it was enough, the points that um, uh, Ricardo got uh, has elevated them to eighth in the standings and the constructors' standings, and um, which, which is huge uh, when it comes down to the end of year uh, payments that Formula One give them and in in, as far as where the constructors finish. So, yeah, the AlphaTauri was looking quite good. Um, Sonoda looked to be under some pressure and made a, a pretty terrible move um, down the outside of Piastri and uh, ended up firing himself off off the track and was very costly for the team. So um, I, he obviously feels like he's under a bit of pressure, I reckon, Dan, especially with Daniel's yeah. performance over the weekend, which was superb. So, um yeah, really would be great to see how Liam would be performing in that car um, as well. Um, but uh, hopefully we will, get, we will get to find that out before too long. And spare a thought for Sergio Perez, as we say. Lap no, number really. one, it was. No, <laughs> no, no. He's struggling a bit. Struggling he's a bit. struggling a bit. <laughs> no, he is... Um, he's, he is uh, he's putting himself under all sorts of pressure and scrutiny and uh, making bad decisions and he is a, a big talking point um it's just not good enough really um and it's it's something i think it's going to unravel and, and unfold um you know quite quickly about what happens there with red bull red bull really need to make a decision and and uh, he's not the future um, sort of second driver or whatever driver alongside Max Verstappen. Um, someone else needs to be taking that spot um, if Red Bull actually want to look like they're a serious Formula One team. Having a guy out the front like that winning as much as um, Max is and by the distances Max is winning by to have then your second car sort of floundering and DNFing and 
and um, really looking like a second-rate kind of operator is, is really doesn't. It's not a good look for for Red Bull Racing at all. Um, so they need to do something about that very soon. But um, Sergio's just not dealing with it uh, anywhere near as good as what um, he should be. Um, being that uh, you know the, they've got a world champion in the other car. Right, let's play a game, Greg Murphy. I've just appointed you the boss of Red Bull. Who? What are you doing? Oh, I, I would be sacking making, him. I would be You're making, sacking him. I'd be making big differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think they're they're, they're too caught up in the whole commercial side of things, and it's it's too much about the commercial business, and it's not it's not enough about the sporting side of things. They've they sort of they can't make up their minds what they are if they're a marketing company or a race team. Um, so uh, if I was them, I'd be getting rid of him very very quickly and 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 i would be putting liam in because i'm biased um but uh, i'd say daniel's probably still putting his hand up as a as a replacement um for an interim period and and to be honest if i'm being absolutely fair i don't think that's the right way to go but i think um that would work incredibly well for red bull uh, putting putting daniel back in that car um as well so uh, if they want outright speed and a future future plan then liam lawson's definitely the go um, but so if they want an interim plan where they're going to get um, a huge amount of kudos and, and coverage and also better results, then, then obviously Daniels would be a good option as well. Really interesting. Last one, Greg. Uh, just as we were winding up last week, we got a message. Someone asking, if you were ever interested in being in Formula One or pursued it seriously. Did I? Oh, was I? Was yeah. I ever interested? Oh, No. No, I wasn't. Um, I was more focused on IndyCar. That was, I just never saw F1 as a reality. Um, and I saw IndyCar for me as being a, a better, better place to go. So um, I, had, I looked at briefly and uh, had been in England and had looked at trying to do a Formula, 5, a Formula 3000 uh, race back then as, as a bit of a, an option. Uh, it never came to fruition and... and um, and I sort of uh, pushed away any kind of urge to to um, chase the European Formula One dream very, very quickly and, and as I say, focused more so on... I love single-seaters. I wanted to race single-seaters. Um, Scott Dixon and I, uh, both at around the same time, were, were trying to go to America to do Indy Lights over there, the feeder category of IndyCar at the time in the 90s. Um, and uh, uh, obviously Scott, um, managed to pull that off and, and the rest is history in that respect. So, you know, that was the right place uh, to be for him for sure. Um, and I was trying to sort of follow follow at the same time, but um, it just didn't, didn't pan out and I ended up in Australia. But, um, yeah, Europe was never really on my radar. Right. Well, thanks for sharing. You are a good man, Greg. Yep. Hopefully you're comfortable with that, that, that introduction. Absolutely. Man. Anything yep. we've missed as we wrap this up? Uh, just Liam Lawson finished his uh, Super Formula campaign. Um, on, on Sunday in Japan at um, uh, Suzuka. Uh, it was two rounds of the, that campaign. He was in the fight for the championship. Uh, Ryoto Miata um, ended up winning uh, the Super Formula Championship. It was, it was, hot, hardly, it was highly fought, um, and uh, it was a great finish by Liam. He actually ended up getting pole on the Sunday race, uh, finished second, um, and uh, eventually uh, that put him second in the championship overall. Uh, in Super Formula in his in his rookie season, so um, a, an, an awesome season. But um, it's again one of those ones he could have very easily been the champion of of that one in his rookie season, uh, which would have been mega. But I think he's proven himself, and uh, certainly 
finishing second in that championship um, won't be going against them in any way, shape or form for his future. It would, uh, it's definitely, um, I think, highlighted his, uh, his incredible prowess as a racing car driver. And, and fingers crossed, um, you know, it helps him in the future move forward. Thank you so much, Greg. Really do appreciate your time. Go enjoy your day. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Bye. Greg Murphy, as he always does, on a Tuesday, dropping by, dropping the knowledge as far as uh, motorsport up and down the country and around the world. Uh, always very insightful. 23 minutes after 10 o'clock, this is SENZ Mornings with Ian Smith, minus Smithy. I'm Daniel McCarty. Lua Herman Watt is with me. Jokes by Joe, too. We roll through to 12. Our number's 0800 150 811. And keep your messages coming through on the temper and bedpost text machine.